All right, Rad Dadders. We are excited to introduce Stacy Herman, the Chief Transition Officer and Founder of Stripe Street Studio. Welcome. Thank you. How are you guys? We're very good. Thank you. We're very honored to have you on our podcast. I'm happy to be here. All right. Very exciting. <laughs> this is going to be great with two interviewers. I, I hope it isn't uh, overwhelming, Stacey. No, no. We're, we're just talking. We're just having fun. Exactly. So can you give us a little background on yourself and who you are, what you do? and Sure. So um, my background, I kind of grew up in the Condé Nast and Hearst publishing world. And that's really where I learned. I kind of think of it as business school. <laughs> and I really um, focused on marketing and special advertising sections and events. And so I really learned how to put everything together concisely, meeting deadlines and um, executing large, very large multi-platform programs. So from there, I was working on one program with design and we hired a architecture firm and I really got interested in that project so I then came home and I renovated my entire home. <laughs> and so then friends of mine said, hey, you know, could you help me with my hat? I want to do this. I want to do that, you know, whatever. So I started doing it just because it's fun and, you know, they liked what I was doing. And so um, from there, I said to myself, well, you know, this is a lot of work. So I'm not going to do this for nothing anymore. And I started a design firm, Fluid Design. Um, and then from there, I started getting some clients who were divorced dads and they really needed guidance and help in a different way. And so that was why I have turned to this niche is because I just think it's a little bit more rewarding seeing these families come into a new home and get through this whole traumatic part in their life much easier and with seamless. And I take them on this bridge, you know, which is kind of how I came up with Stripe Street. And I take them from one part of the stripe to the other very easily. Very cool. So for the rad dads out there who, who, um, who are listening, so Stacey Herman, Stripe Street Studio is predominantly an interior designer for newly divorced ads or divorced ads. And, sure. and she takes the stress off of the divorced ads who are, you know, anyone can expect or in shambles when, when something like that occurs and they're, they're either moving into a new place or they, they, they're, they take the existing home and want to make it something for themselves and for their children. And I, yeah. And we really take them like from one kind of chapter of their life to the next. Right. And what we kind of do is help them with like the furniture formula. I kind of say like division is we make it a simple equation for them. You know, like it's just, there's so much going on in your head when you're going through divorce, you have your divorce attorney, you have, you know, interpersonal communications with various people. You might be taking on 
more responsibility in the kids' activities and school. And then you have like your financial advisor and figuring out all the finances. Like, okay, how is there time left to, <laughs> you know, get a Vitamix and, you know, sheets and pillows and make sure you have enough of everything that you need to make it a comfortable home. So that's what we do. We step in and we take care of all of that. That's fantastic. And and I, I assume, and I, I don't know anything about this. I am I obviously need probably an interior designer myself. <laughs> if I was single, I would definitely need an interior designer. But is is there a I mean, is that demographic in high demand? Are, are divorce dads really looking for that for that type of business? Well, we're not like your typical interior designer, right? Like we are helping you select in good investments for your home, even, but we have great style. And we also are very, you know, um, concerned about everyone's budgets. Like everyone has different budgets. We are not the design firm that's going to, you know, say, oh, you should really look at this $20,000 couch. You know, <laughs> that's not happening, you know, when you're getting divorced. And if it is, it's a problem for your attorney is going to not like that. Well, you're so, probably getting divorced because you bought a $20,000 yeah, couch. True. Someone did. <laughs> and no, that's for the college fund. But anyway, so what we do is really help you make good investments in what you're purchasing and how you're setting up your new home. So, you know, and then we organize everything, you know, there's different steps, not everybody needs us for every step, but we are able to do from the very beginning to the very end, where if somebody has a, you know, on top of everything I said before, you have a career, and you have work. And so we can take care of it from the very beginning to you walking in and all your items are in your closet, organized, the pantry's wow. done, and you just can continue living and your children don't have to go through, if there's children involved, they just don't have to go through the stress of coming to dad's and, you know, there being like a sleep sofa and, you know, a pot. <laughs> exactly and would be in blow, my house. Blow up mattress. So yeah, it, and it's a, essentially a turnkey operation. Exactly. Right? But we don't have, you know, we can do some steps or all the steps. Sure, of course. But, Depending you know, it's, on what they're looking yeah. for. Yeah. And I just feel as a mom, I, and I've seen a lot of divorces and my kids, friends have gone through divorces. I just think it's really important. You don't want to like be bringing in food every night. Like it's nice to sit down and have what you need for a family meal. So that's how we're different from an interior designer. That's pretty impressive. I'm surprised it's in so high demand, but I guess you're hitting essentially on, on a bunch of different levels and not only interior design, but more organizational too. Whereas, you know, that's, that's a big thing that's going on now is like closet organi organization or like decluttering places where you live. And that seems to be like a hot, hot topic right now for a lot of people. Your passion kind of aligns with what we're doing. We, you know, we've been friends since our kids met in, or our wives met actually when, I guess, four years ago, five years ago. And one of the things we felt, and the reason we're doing this is because we felt there's not a great place for fathers to go find stuff. There's not a place where dads can really rely on anything. Yeah, there's things here and there. But I remember when I was becoming a, a dad, the only thing I really found that was really, that resonated was what to expect when expecting. And I was like, I wanted one place where I could go, Google, find stuff, 
and, and really do that. And I feel that passion, but from you, but the one thing I want to ask is why wouldn't you open this up to a, to a broader demographic? You mean just women design in general? Yeah. Oh, well, if, if somebody, I just feel like there's a special need, like women can, for the most part, know where to go, know how to do this. We have worked with a couple of moms for sure. Okay. But um, in fact, I'm working with one right now. And, you know, even moms go through, your, your head is just kind of spinning. And so you just need somebody to say, okay, this is what we're going to focus on first. And then we're going to go the next, you know? And so I'm fine with that, but I just feel like the dads just need, they don't know where to go. They don't, <laughs> and not only that, the thing is they might know where to go, right? But we know, <laughs> you're like, no, they don't. No. But we know <laughs> where you're going to find the best towels that are absorbent, sure. that are at a good price that you don't need, you know? So we can do all of that for you. Those dads, those dads that weren't involved with, you know, the day-to-day -day operations at the house, you know, when they were married, uh, he, he would, he would rely on, uh, on the missus to go out and, and do all the shopping, buy the sheets, buy the towels. No, I can, I can understand hundred percent what you're saying. So you're, you're in essence, while you're going through the whole divorce, you know, everything's in shambles. You're bringing a, a sense of comfort. That's one, yeah. one comforting item that they can have. They know that they, they can go to a place and say, ah, you know, I can, I can, I can lay down. This is one less thing I have to worry about is where I'm going. You know, I had a blow up mattress last week, but now I have a beautiful, beautifully furnished uh, apartment or house or whatever they have. So right. And, and when people are going through divorce, if you're going to sleep good and your kids are going to sleep good, everyone's going to have a much better day. Sure. If it's comfortable. And the other thing is we always look at, we'll look out for you. We are, if you're going to look for a couch or you're looking for living room furniture, I'm going, okay, this is a fabric like you, that can withstand what you're about to go through for the next, you know, four years with teenagers or whatever you have coming down the pike. I've been there. I get it. I know what <laughs> We know I would need that help. Yes, I yes. Sal took a picture of himself at Ikea. It was the last night. And I was like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> Had a yeah. little remodel project over the weekend with uh, my wife and the kids. So before we started recording, you told us you kind of go back and forth between two locations. Are you, is the company headquartered in a specific location? One of the two in, in New York or Tulsa? So we're a total of team of 10 and we have New York, Tulsa, and Miami or where we're located, wow. but we can really service anyone nationwide. Wow. Has, has logistics ever been an issue for you guys? No, because I've had a great background in logistics. <laughs> you, just, you just killed my question. I had a whole tease to that question. Because <laughs> yeah. I read your site and you and one of the things that you, I actually quoted out, out of your, off your site was that logistics are fundamental to any project. And if you're going into a new geographical region how do you familiarize familiarize yourself i totally slaughtered that word <laughs> to to the general location so i guess if you're going to like minneapolis and you don't have a, a an office there how do you familiarize yourself with that because i've done events all over the country for many years and i'm we're extremely resourceful we have a network and i love a puzzle <laughs> i just love a logistics puzzle I, we love figuring it out and it's doable. I mean, 
anything's doable, you know. Sure, if you put your mind when to you, it. Yeah, if you put your mind to it and you're resourceful. And and like I said, we have our network that we've developed, you know, over the time of um, people who, you know, lead us from one spot to the next. That's awesome. That, that's great. And why did you pick Tulsa, New York and Miami? Was there client demands in those locations or... That was more where the staff was located and, you know, where we, I mean, Tulsa is kind of in the middle of the country, right? Like actually there's a um, fabric company, Fabricut, who's based, I mean, Tulsa has a lot more than people realize, but it's in the middle of the country. It's where I raised my kids for part of the time. And so it's easy to go back and forth to anywhere. Um, And that's where our staff was. So when we first were starting, most of our projects were in those areas on kind of the East Coast, but now we're starting to go more West. And, um, you know, we really started with very like high-end discerning clients, but there's, so, I got an email, a text over Thanksgiving, you know, from one of our clients that I really just am thankful for everything you've done for me this year. And so, to bring that to more families is really even more worth it. Yeah. It's just nice. And I, I don't know, I've always felt such empathy towards the kids of divorce, right? Like, especially my son's best friend, like it was just very hard on the kids. And so to be able to do something like this and to make the whole transition easier, it makes me feel good. I mean, it sounds kind of, you know, but no, it does. like, like I said before, it's that, it's that one aspect of the comfort given the whole crazy situation, you know, the kids are stressed. The, the, the mom and dads are stressed. You bring that one comforting, uh, uh solution to them. Yeah. I'm probably going to slaughter this quote because I saw it on Instagram for a hot second, but Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal said he had heard Jeff Bezos saying, don't do something unless it's positively benefiting somebody else. And that's, and I saw it probably two weeks ago. And the more and more I think about it, I was like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. The more and more I think about it, it's true. Like we're doing this podcast. We launched our site. We're launching our business to benefit dads. And that's the exact reason you're doing your business and you have passion in it because it's not about the money. It's not only about the money, right? Right. For for you, it sounds like it's really like, you know, it's hitting you, you know, deep in your heart and you're giving you know, back to people and yeah, you get paid for it, but now you get to enjoy, see people happy. You get texts like that. I mean, how much greater of a job can you have? Oh my gosh, it was great. And actually just two nights ago, one client, he texted me, he's like, okay, so my son is now living with me full-time because of the school situation and COVID. And he's like, he likes to bring salads to school. What kind of bowl do (laughs) Do I send it? And I said to him, I was like, okay, go to frenchbowl.com. They have perfect bowls for that. I just feel like, like a great big sister, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's amazing though. You know that off the top of your head. And I guess, you know, that's going to come with the experience. And like, it's great that your clients get that level of, you know, commitment from you. That's amazing. Yeah. I, and I, don't I think- know his son because I got to learn it and I know the colors and the bread, like I just knew he would love that look. You know, that's so awesome. So you really, fun. it's not only about servicing the dads, but you really essentially meet the family and understand what they're going to need and almost anticipate their, their needs in the long run. 
Yes. And the one thing I do do, because every dad says to me, oh, you got to meet my kids. And, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm totally, I love kids, but I really think it's an opportunity for the dads to um, create a relationship, not that, you know, a stronger relationship with the kids and also welcome them into this new environment. So I say that I'm going to give you those tools. I'm going to give you like, you know, these options for their wall or whatever, but then you sit down with them and go and talk about it and go on this website and see what it's, you know, like, so it's between the two of you, it's your home together. And so this way I'm providing the dads with, again, what they need to set this environment up. So then the kids come and they're like, oh, look at the black hearts that you put on my wall that we chose together, you know? So I just think that's nice for them. You know, it doesn't have to be me. Sure. No, that's great. So that, that brings me to the next question. How do you determine, do you, I mean, do you determine, okay, you meet, you, you meet the dad, you meet, you meet the child or children and you say, okay, I'm kind of feeling like this is the direction that they want to go in. I'm kind of feeling like this is what I think they like. Do you say, do you take them down that, that, that path or do you ask them, Hey, how do you, so take us from step one to to step a hundred. How do you, how how does the whole thing function? How does, yeah. How does the process work? Okay. So the first thing I do is we analyze their new space, right? Like where, what's going to go where, I mean, I could tell you, there was this one gentleman who was moving into an apartment with, he has three boys and they were living with him half the time. And when we went to look at the space, he was like, okay, so I'm thinking in this bedroom, I'm going to set up like two bunk beds. So the four of us can like sleep in here. And I was just like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, let's, let's think about how we're going to use this space more. I'm like, okay, so we can get, you know, a pull-out Murphy bunk bed in the living room with a sleep so like you need to have a proper master bedroom. Like number, you know. So, it's kind of like we'll analyze the space, we'll see what you're coming with, what you're leaving behind. And um that's step 1. Um step 2 is to identify and work with them and this is all we do at first is where are you going to sit, eat, and sleep, right? Like those are the first things we need to focus on to get you into your home and settled. So that's step two. And there's, believe it or not, that takes a little bit of time, but especially you have to have a proper meal. I'm like really into like dinners with family and everybody needs to sleep well and you need a place to hang out. Then step three is, okay, we're going to personalize your space. Like, what do you guys like to do? Tell me what you're doing this week. And then I'll be able to do that. And then step four is creating the ambiance, right? Like, what are we doing on the floors? What are we doing on the walls? And so that's how our process goes in those steps. So it's like a four-step process, but that's all guy, That's all anyone going through a divorce can think of one step at a time. Sure. And, and you mentioned before eating together. I, I think that's one of the, the, the most important things. Me growing up in an Italian family, as well as Rob, we ate dinner every, every night mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what you were doing, homework, sports, 
Six o'clock was dinner time. Six o'clock, you were home. If you had practice at six, well, I guess you're going to miss the first 20 minutes of practice because we sat together as a family. And that's how, that's how we grew up. But yeah, I, I understand the importance of, of sitting together uh, at a table to eat dinner together as a family. And especially when you're, you know, a child's parents are splitting up, right? There's anxiety right. there. And, and what's my life going to be like now? And so to do that is just so important. And I really stress that to the dads. I mean, one um, father, we, I got him a Vitamix. He had never, he's like, what, you know, what? And I got, I taught him how to make smoothies. Right. And it got him a smoothie cookbook. And he's like, my son, he loves it. Every morning he wakes up and he's like, dad, what kind of smoothie are we making <laughs> today? Great. So th stories like that, I, I just think it's fun and you know, you can help people. And I just, that's what it's all about. That's amazing. That is amazing. So how much would um, a typical interior design, essentially decluttering, organizing, and all the other services you guys provide, which is pretty, uh, honestly, pretty uh, impressive. How much does that typically run a divorce dad? And I know you said it really depends on what they're asking, but I guess it, I guess you're going to have to ballpark it or average it. You know what? We primarily work by the hour. And so that's just kind of how it goes. If you want to just have, if somebody wants a consult, like, what do I need to focus on first? You know, we'll help them via Zoom that way. And it's like, okay, you know, we could say, go to Target. This is where you can find this. You know, we'll kind of put them in the right direction and take them step by step. So it could be easy as that. And then, you know, everybody has different budgets. I mean, I've worked with clients who, where we've done casino sofas, but then I've worked where we go to West Elm or, you know, or someplace else. Like, sure. you know, some clients we can accessorize at, you know, boutique stores and, you know, places where I can get things or we can go to Target. And like, it just really varies. And I just think it doesn't, matter how much money you have you can really make things look good and um feel good so essentially they'll so you would work within um your client's budget essentially yeah as long as it's they, reasonable <laughs> right, right and if they call and they're like okay this is my budget this is what i have to spend we'll send them a proposal based on that this is what we propose how we can work with you and then they could decide if it works for them now, how big, how big is your team when you have, uh, you put all 10, 10 of your, your, your employees on a, on a particular project, or is it depending on what they want? One man show to, uh, you know, two people, three people. It really depends upon the workload. I mean, we do, we primarily have somebody who is like the head of like all the organizing, right. But it depends how we'll all chip in if we're on a project and that's what needs to get done. You know, we have person who, you know, kind of is in charge of ordering and making sure everything arrives on time. And so we all kind of, it just depends where we are, where the clients are and what needs to get done. I didn't even think about that fact. Yeah. You have your interior designers, but then you have to also have your procurement team to essentially get whatever you need to get. You're not just going to run to essentially West Elmer or, or whatever story you want you have to figure out kind of, it's not always readily available and you'll figure that out at client by client. Right. And it also depends on upon a client's time frame, right? Like if they have time, well, I can get you a great 
you know, bed that's, you don't, we don't have to go through stores or it just depends on their time frame. And the other thing is it takes time to buy everything, make sure it shows up. Things don't show up. Things go wrong. It's like, okay, what did I order? Like, where are the pillows? And so there's just all these elements and where's the, do I have a vegetable peeler? What do I have in my kitchen? <laughs> what about the, what, what about knives? What about, you know, a cutting board? You know, like there's just all these little things and you have to track it all. It's, it's, we have like an extensive list that, you know, what every room has and then based upon someone's needs and my kind of intake from them, we'll identify, okay, let's do this, this, and this, and, and then we'll go over it with them. I I'm, I, I'm really interested. You said you have a list of kind of what each room needs. How many of your clients really don't know what goes into each room? Because if I think about it, you said a cutting board, a vegetable, a vegetable peeler. If, if I was on my own, I probably wouldn't have those things. <laughs> Like, well, so I'm just really curious. <laughs> that's why we, you know, that's the difference that's, between us and an interior design firm, you know? So that's what we do. And soup to nuts. Yeah. I, I have moved numbers of times, you know, um, with my family and I've done that. And it's just, I don't know, it's easy for us, you know, like multitasking and being organized and making sure everyone has what they need, you know, is just what we like to do. That, that is, I mean, just, just to know that you, you open your front door and everything is just there. That that's, I mean, that's tremendous. That yeah. is, that's tremendous. Yeah, it's a pretty nice service. Yeah. So down to our last question, last couple of questions. Sorry if we went on tangents, you know, certain no, things, you know, I, yeah, it's it wouldn't great. be entertaining. <laughs> Remember, we, we provide an entertainment, right? Yes, so true. we always go on tangents. So <laughs> we apologize to you. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I love it. I love talking about it. I think it's just... Um, so if you were to give advice to a newly divorced dad, what, um, what, what should they look for in a, in a new place? Say, you know, a father has one child. What would you say, hey, look, if you're newly divorced or you're getting divorced, you know you're getting divorced, what should they look for? When they're looking for a new space? Yes. Oh, I would say the most important thing, no matter how many children you have, is that everybody has their own place, bed to sleep in. I mean, it's just comforting and it becomes more of your home, right? Like it doesn't matter if you have to share a bedroom or something, but everybody should have their own bed where, and a place where they could put their belongings. And so just keep that in mind, you know, cause sometimes you're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They're only going to be here half the time, but it does matter. It matters to them. Awesome. Cause they're, they're probably only thinking here and now they're not really thinking long-term thinking, oh, it's only part-time. I can understand that mentality. Yeah, and the kids, you know, they're gonna, it's an anxious time for everyone and I'm sure for the parents, right? So they're not always thinking clearly what, you know, their kids might be, but if you want them to feel like it's their home too, sure. that they now have two homes. And so, and you want them to, because you want them to stay feel you know that they can stay with you just as much time as the other spouse so 
Absolutely. There was one client I remember and, you know, he called me, he's like, oh, my daughter loves it. She was at with my wife and she's like, I want to go back to dad. She loved her ring <laughs> so much. And so then really, he's just like, where'd you get this wallpaper thing? And I told him so they could put it up at the mom's house too. you know that's good would you entertain not a divorced dad a family you know husband and wife say hey i heard you on the rad dads podcast and and we thought that you probably can help us out with a new space that we're looking at yeah we would do that i mean we would talk to them and stuff and sure but we you know primarily now want to um, work with the divorced dads or, you know, single dads. But like I said, we've worked with um, women, you know, who are going through divorce, but we're happy to help, you know, other people too, if they wanted that. How has COVID impacted you? Is it been rough on, on your business or have you guys been able to pivot and really, you, you were talking about doing, um, I don't know if you said Zoom, but essentially a virtual meeting with your clients is, is that kind of the avenue you're taking right now to kind of pivot on it? Yeah. And it's been totally fine. Um, first of all, there's been a lot of divorces. Yes. (laughs) A little, you know, busy and which yeah. And so, but to have zoom calls and everything, you know, we're always there for the install. It really works. Um, you know, we get, we'd make sure we take careful measurements of everything. So we might be on site for that. The other thing that COVID might've impacted is how quickly materials you can get and, and sourcing things. Um, so that way we sometimes have to be creative depending upon people's timelines. Like we don't have time for that because what usually takes six weeks is now going to take three months. So we kind of have to, you know, just put our thinking caps on and look for other alternatives. A lot more logistics analysis that has to be done these days. Because yeah. Of- yeah. But it, yeah, it's all good. So as, as the CTO chief transition officer, how hands-on are you? I'm hands-on. I was about to say, I didn't think you were, weren't hands-on based on the way you're talking. I, I, yeah. I know I hear the passion in your voice. Like Rob said, I, I knew that, that you're, you're, you're there. So that, yeah. that's great. That's great. To hear. I'm there through the whole process. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I, I'm in the construction industry and, and we always say when the owner of the company is on the project, you know, that it's their best foot forward. Right. Exactly. I'll help yeah. you out. Sal. They're taking an interest on the project. For sure. So is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about you or about your, your company? Let me think a minute. Uh, No, we just, you know, really would love to bring our service to more families and, you know, make sure that this transition, we give them sound advice, home advising advice, and can make their spaces look good and feel good. We feel like home. Feel like home. Yeah, for sure. It's like designing with a heart. (laughs) That's awesome. And, and, I, I trust me when I say this, or believe me when I say this, I feel the passion. I, I know we're, we're, you know, thousands of miles apart, but I can hear it in your voice. It, it's, it's a tremendous service that you provide for divorced dads. Thanks. I want to thank you for coming on our show. It's, it's been amazing. It's been a great interview. This is great. Thank you. I mean, I, it's fun to meet new people and meet you guys. And um, I feel like you're like hanging out in my house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we wish you could take part in the uh, bourbon tasting that we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the next segment. <laughs> but Stacy, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you and speaking with you. Um, it is a tremendous service that you provide for, for divorced dads. Uh, any rad dads out there that are, are going through, uh, uh, you know, the divorce right now. Or are divorced. Or are divorced. Um, please reach out to Stacy. Um, we will put a link to, on our website to, to where they can find you and contact you. Great. We'd love it. It was great meeting you. Thank you so much for Thank having you. me. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Take care. And we are back. This is everybody's favorite part. That's the uh, bourbon review. <clears throat> this week we are uh, reviewing High West Whiskey Double Rye with an exclamation point. There's an exclamation point at Double Rye. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know why in, in a moment. Um, just talk about the bottle. They got High West with a shoehorn, uh, High West Distillers with a shoehorn actually uh, embossed, I guess you can say that, in the bottle. Pretty cool bottle. Kind of follows the same um, of the mid Midnight Winter's Dram or Midwinter's Night Dram. I always get that screwed up. So alcohol classification, it is a double rye, a blend of straight rye whiskey. Uh, distillery is the High West Distillery located in Utah. So there is actually a story on the back label. So I'm going to go into the back label story. Uh, we get asked all the time, why double rye and why the exclamation point? Double because this whiskey is created from two rye whiskeys, both aged at a minimum of two years. Uh, both aged at a minimum of two years. The exclamation point is to signify our aim with the whiskey showcase the beauty that is rye and created uh the spiciest rye whiskey in the world we think we did that the younger rye sourced from high west is produced on a column still and taste of cinnamon clove anise eucalyptus what the fuck are buttons <laughs> what are, it says buttons what are buttons seriously how do you taste buttons? Yeah, and buttons. Oh, wait, hold on. Eucalyptus buttons. Yeah, they're just not <laughs> plastic buttons, so. <laughs> I accidentally added a comma there, sorry. <laughs> and ever- On the label, there's no comma, just yes. so everyone. And <laughs> evergreen gin-like flavors. Uh, the older rye distilled by High West, made using a pot still, adds a richer, bolder character and just enough caramel or caramel, however you're little heart desires sweetness and woody vanilla richness to calm the bite of the younger rye. the resulting combination is bold balanced complex and perfect for mixing we recommend trying a double rye manhattan or an old-fashioned it is also absolutely superb for sipping alone or sharing with other cowboys and good-looking strangers uh, i ain't gonna share with a cowboy sorry just good-looking strangers <laughs> High West is Utah's first legal distillery since 1870 and the world's only ski-in gastro distillery. What the fuck does that mean? That means you can literally ski in. Your gastro? <laughs> in and get a drink and keep skiing. Oh, that's pretty cool. If you find yourself in Old Town Park City, please stop or ski 
by to visit us. By the way, they're not our sponsor. Uh, yeah, I'm not reading the rest. Uh, okay, so proof. 92, uh, it's 92 proof, 46% alcohol by volume. Age, two to seven years of two different blends of rice. The filtration is non-chill filtered. The batch size is unknown. The mash bill, I'm going to give you the mash bill from the first rye that they use. 95% rye, 5% barley malt from MGP. MGP, another one of our favorites uses MGP. Uh, Second mash bill uh, for the uh, second rye is 80% rye, 20% malted rye from High West Distillery. So that kind of contradicts what they said in their their back label story. They said the, uh, hold on a second, younger rye sourced by High West, the older rye distilled by High West. What the fuck? A little contradiction there, no? Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Awards, 91 points from Jeffrey Linmuth at Whiskey Advocate. 93 points from Beverage Testing Institute. The color. Rob and I were having a discussion on the color. It is a very, very light color. Lighter than honey. It's, um... Where's our grade? Remember we had that grade that yeah, we printed out? Yeah, I don't know where the fuck that is. It's almost like an ale color. Right? That's what I... A yellowish... Yeah, go- it's almost like... Yellowish like a, gold. Slightly slightly darker than a Miller Lite. Yeah, I get, yeah. Look at that. Slightly darker than a Miller Lite. Um, that's what we're going to put in our notes. Uh, price point, depending on where you are, 35 to $55, uh, nose and aroma, nose and aroma. I get the rye spices and cinnamon, 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 you don't get the cinnamon. I get the cinnamon. No, where's the empty glass? There's the empty glass. I I get the the charred barrel now. No, I get the cinnamon. Now, I'm curious. Because you said cinnamon, does that mean it's like tricking my mind into thinking there's cinnamon? It's very possible. Okay. They, they, they even said licorice root, anise. You smell any of that? No, I smell apricot, though. Okay. <laughs> you don't smell sriracha? No sriracha this time. <laughs> uh, so, moving on. Tasting notes. Uh, as always, we taste our bourbons neat so we can get the full flavor of the bourbon. Uh, I, we get the rye. I get the rye spice, uh, and um, I get the, the the lingering charred barrel. I lied before when I told you I was done with this. Um, <laughs> Still working on the liner notes. Apple. Get I'm a little bit of apple. Apple, apple cinnamon. Apple. I definitely get the cinnamon. And the no, taste. no, not the. What do you get in the taste? Not the smell. It, it, there's a there's a slight burn. Nothing crazy. Uh, nothing that you know. Holy shit! This is gonna put hair on my chest. I got a little cinnamon taste. I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah. Why do you always gotta go there, dude? <laughs> they got them at the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> we got our plexi our tinted plexiglass uh, box up over here. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so finish, I, I think it's a smooth finish, a slight burn as it goes uh, as it uh, goes down your your esophagus there. 
Um, like I said, nothing crazy, nothing that it's, oh my God, this is going to put hair on my chest. It is kind of light for a, uh, for a rye, I think. Um, I'm not, I don't know. Not loving it? So. No, I, I'm definitely not loving it. Um, I don't know. I, I like rye, but I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this one. Um, it is overall okay. You know, uh, you get the rye spices, uh, not too complex, but, uh, wh- why don't you give your take on it and then I'll go into my ranking. So as I've broken down before, my three criteria are aroma, taste, and price. Those get, uh, Summarize. I don't know what Sal's doing on the other side. They was binging things. That that gives me the nine, and then I and then I discretionary give a point where I feel it's warranted. So for this for this rye, I feel the the um, the aroma is amazing. I I smell an apricot, and then in our empty glass, I definitely smell that cinnamon. So I'm gonna uh, allocate two points there. The taste is okay to me. It has a little spice, a little cinnamon. Um, maybe a slight apple taste. So I'm going to give it uh, one point there. That's three. And the price is not, it's not a great price. It's not a, um, it's not a big bang for your buck. I think it's, you're paying f- over a little bit for what you're getting. So it's a point there. So that just brings, brings me to four, four barrel. A four barrel. Four barrel. <laughs> Guess what? I'm giving it a four barrel too. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, I am. <laughs> I didn't look at what you wrote. So yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Um, I do like rye. Uh, rye, I find, are, are sweeter than a regular bourbon. Um, I, I just don't find the sweetness in this 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 bourbon uh, or this rye. Uh, sorry, my apologies. But um, really, really light in color. Really, you know, I don't know. I just. I figure I'd pick pick up the bottle because it was a double rye, and I was like, "Wow, you know, rye single rye is good." Yeah. I can't imagine what a double rye is. These guys make yippee kaye too, right? They, they used make, to. They make yippee kaye. Well, they used to. They discontinued uh, as of, as of recent. Glad um, I didn't buy those they make bottles. a whole bunch of uh, bourbons. The one I tried on last year's camping trip um, was, and everybody pronounced it differently. I call it a burr rye. Or boo rye. Yeah. It, it looks like a rabbit with uh, antlers. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. No, that one's very good. But, yeah, I, I also give it a four. Um, I, I would have liked to give it something more, but, uh, you know, it's not it, – I, I, I don't enjoy it. No, nope, I agree. This one's going back. Definitely agree. Do they take returns? <laughs> no, but that's you do the same thing I do with the dickle. You put it in the cabinet until someone comes over and they're like, "Oh, that I want to try that." Sure, you can try that. Or you just give it away. Or you just give it away, which I'm probably going to do with the dickle too. You give your dickle away. I give my dickle away. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode. If you like what you heard, share with someone you like or maybe dislike. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, iTunes, Podbeam, Google Cast, Pandora, YouTube, your sister's ass, and Spotify. Be sure to smash that subscribe and follow button, too. If you have any questions or comments or want to give us some feedback, you can hit us up at the Rad Dad Show at gmail.com.